0: Hey everybody, thanks for checking out the Discover Church podcast and uh, man, can you believe that as we're recording this, we are over halfway through the year 2021. We celebrated the 4th of July. It's the middle of a hot, hot summer. And uh, so I figured that today would be a really great time for us just to kind of check in, just to see where we are. And so uh, I have a couple questions for you to be thinking about today as you get a chance to listen to this. And uh, really, the first one is this: Is when was the last time you set a goal? You know, maybe the goal was weight loss retirement, you know, something financial. Uh, it could be something just as simple, right, as cleaning out the garage. Or, guys, how about this, to get the honey-do list done. Uh, now, I, I did talk to a guy that told me, he says, hey, uh, I got to make sure on the honey-do list that I don't do it too fast because then she just keeps coming up with more things for me to do. Uh, but that's, you know, a whole separate topic that we could discuss, right? But, but see, at Discover Church, you know, we, we all have we have some goals, too, Uh, We want everybody to know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose, and to make a difference. And, you know, so I think, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully, uh, you know, you have a goal, right? And one of the goals is to be more like Jesus, right? Because we know that when we read scripture, that that's kind of what we want to be. We want to be the loving, compassionate miracle-working people that Jesus was uh, when he walked on earth and he taught the disciples, right? So I, th- I think most of us genuinely want to become more like Jesus, not all of us. You know, maybe you're listening to this today and that's not you, and, and if that's okay, there's no judgment, right? Don't worry about that, but, but I think that for the most part, if you're listening to this, uh, you realize that uh, what we're trying to do here at Discover Church and in the body of Christ in general is not necessarily to be just a feel-good social club, but to actually see people uh, walk with God and become more like Jesus. And here at Discover Church, really for us, all ro- all roads actually lead to that goal. So, you know, if that's not you, keep listening. I, I think you, you'll you enjoy this, and I think you'll get something out of it, uh, but just know that that's kind of where we are. You know, for the rest of us who say, yeah, you know, PC, that that's me. I want my life to look more like Jesus. I, I've got this really important question I want to kind of kick off here with you, and that's this. Is, you know, in the last six months, again, we're halfway through 2021, in the last six months, has your life changed to become more like Jesus, right? That's the goal. We just said that, right? And, and if that's the goal, I think from time to time, you know, we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to God for us to, to check ourselves to see if we're actually measuring up to that goal, you know, and this is the same thing that you would do if you had financial goals. You may You have a financial advisor, or whether it's retirement, you have somebody that's kind of hoping to coach you and counsel you. What Maybe you've uh, seen a weight loss coaches in the past, you know, if that's something you've been passionate about. Uh, Even at the gym, I know there's some different coaches that you get when you go to the gym uh, to help you in some strength training, right? And so we, we owe it to ourselves, I think, to kind of check in for that. And obviously, if I ask you that question in the last six months, how is your life changing? Has it changed to be more like Jesus? Really? There's two possible answers to that, isn't there? The first one is good, where you say, you know what, I, I, after a second here of me just kind of searching inside myself, I'm finding that I'm changing. You know, maybe I've been through some hard stuff, but it's drove me to Jesus, or even I had some really awesome stuff happen in my life, but it still pushed me to be more like Him. And, and you know, you find hopefully you've had a good group or community of people that are challenging and changing your life to encourage you of that goal to become more like Jesus. But the second one, obviously, if the one is good, then the second option is probably not good, right? You know, where you say, you know what? I feel like I'm still in the same spot where I was six six months ago, or maybe I feel like I've taken a couple steps back since then. You know, now listen, obviously, if that's you, please realize you are, you're not alone in that. There, there's no condemnation in that, right? It, it's just for us, we have to kind of recognize, if not, we'll have a whole year that has gone by where we'll be in the same exact space Kind of feel like we're spinning our wheels, uh, doing the same thing over and over and over again, you know. And, and so, just like you would with a weight loss coach, a financial advisor, or whatever, we kind of have to figure it out, you know. Why? Why is that the case? We owe it to ourselves, I think, to figure out and to ask the question why. And uh, I actually heard a pastor uh, talk about how Jesus actually gave us a sneaky little indicator light, which I thought was so great. And I don't know if uh, you, you're like me or you're like my wife. Uh, my wife doesn't want any lights on the dash to come on at all right Uh, except for maybe if she's using high beams right but other than that she doesn't want any indicator lights on the dash of the car she wants to ride she doesn't want to see the check engine light and and so we we do have a couple vehicles uh, that we drive that every once in a while they'll give you a little warning light uh, of uh, and of course she kind of freaks out thinking it's something serious and what is it it's the low tire pressure sensor that comes on sometimes and, uh, of course, me, I'm like, eh, ah, we'll figure it out eventually. You know, it's not that big a deal, right? But for her, she she wants it figured out. She wants it fixed. She wants it dealt with. And and so for us, uh, I think we have to figure out in our lives when when we get that little indicator light, are we kind of ignoring it or are we saying, hey, you know, maybe I need to pay attention to this. So today we're going to be t- talking and, and reading a little bit in Luke chapter 9 And uh, what we find here in Luke 9 is that Jesus is really at the height of his ministry. We have people coming from all over the place. uh, Jesus has the hype and the energy, the positive uh, kind of momentum happening where people are seeing him do these miracles. They're hearing him talk and speak in a way that they really are not used to. They hadn't had anybody around him that spoke like him or taught like him. And, and so there's some, some serious interest uh, where people are following him around, trying to figure out what's going on, what's happening. you know. And, and really, as Jesus, as he draws their attention, he's got a couple people that have the opportunity uh, to really step up and to be more like God, and to to really follow Jesus on this pattern, on this path, on this road. And here's what it says in Luke chapter nine, verse fifty-seven. This is out of the New King James Version. It says this. It says, "Now it happened as they uh, as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go.'" And this is what Jesus throws out a statement that kind of seems a little weird to us. If you read this, it kind of feels like, "What are you trying to say?" where he says that foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And basically, if I could kind of like Sussex Countyify this for you, you know, just break this down. This is really where God is, or Jesus is saying here, he's like, look, I see that your intentions are good, but I'm not really sure this is going to work. I'm not really sure you're, you're grasping what's happening here in the pathway that, that you're going to have to do in order to follow after me. And in verse 59, it goes on, and then he said to another one, he actually looks at somebody and says, follow me, he said. But then the person that he was talking to, this guy, he says, but Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own, but you're going to go preach the kingdom of God. Now, look, I, I know there's, uh, if you read the scripture, there, there's a lot of Bible scholars have debated whether this person's father had already died or was in the process of dying. And it seems kind of hard, but Jesus is trying to say, guess what? If you really want to follow me, it's not all fluffy and easy, loving things. Like it's not the it's not the easy road that you're going to find. But that you know, there there's got to be some movement and some momentum. There's going to be some sacrifice on your end that you're going to find. He actually goes on in verse 61 and says, uh, another also said, Lord, I'm going to follow you, but he said, first, uh, let me first go and bid farewell to those who are at my house. Jesus said to him, no one, having put his hand to the plow, and and looking back, is actually fit for the kingdom of God. And Jesus really is taking this time here to call attention, and I think this is why I love that this is in the book of Luke, calling our attention to two common excuses that keep us from truly following him and becoming more like him. And the two excuses are are this, uh, that kind of keep us from becoming I'm more like Jesus. And the first one is this, is that guess what? We all have a but. And by the way, this is an audio podcast, so you can't see the, the, the script, but it's but, B-U-T, all right? Not B-U-T-T. But we all have a but, right? At, we all have a but on why we can't or some reason, some something that's going to have. Now, for some of us, we recognize right some butts are bigger than others some of us have a bigger butt than others but you know when we when we realize that guess what we have that butt and we have that reason on why we can't or we won't or we don't our intentions are good the heart can be compelled but the actions actually still remain the same and the life is actually our lives is not actually transformed you know but the problem is is the reason that this happens for many people is because the butt keeps getting in the way the butt is just in there messing stuff up. And from season to season in your life, you realize that, you know, the butt can change for many people. I know it has it in my life and, and me and Amy's lives, you know. For us, it's different seasons. When you're single and you're young, a young adult, you know, you have your excuses and your reasons on why you can't do things. And, and you know, you, you want to live it up and have fun. And you feel like you got your whole life ahead of you. When you're newly married, you've got the excuse of building that Foundational relationship between you and your spouse. You know when the kids are in diapers, of course. Then we also have we we can have lots of butts, right? Those are legitimate butts. Then, but we all have these reasons. You know the the kids when your kids are in middle school, you got a lot of butts, right? Because you got to drive them all over the place and all the activities and things they're going to get into through middle school and high school. When the kids are grown, maybe the butts are sitting here where we're sitting here thinking that we're going to travel down the road. Uh, to to do all the things that we always wanted to do, never really focused, uh, maybe not focusing so much on what we feel like God's actually calling us to do. You know, when you get the new job, the promotion, when you find yourself in a new relationship, the new house, the car, the boats, uh, the boat trips, the, you know, Disney, how about it? Come on, all these things can be buts if we're not careful that actually, you know, not that they're bad things, but they actually can keep us from becoming more like God. So here we are, uh, six months, a little more than six months into this year, halfway through. And so the question is then, you know, is for us, what are the butts? You know, one of the things that uh, I've kind of been dealing with here re- recently is uh, I totally have tried to change my diet uh, to be a, a little bit healthier. Not that it was horrible in the past, but... Uh, I've had some some things health-wise, uh, you know, minor things that I needed to address. And so, you know, for me, one of the things, if you know, I don't know if you're like me, I go on vacation, and when I go on vacation, I like eating like I'm on vacation. You know, enjoying things and, and, and doing stuff maybe I don't do when I'm at home. And, and it's so easy for me, who is trying to give up sweet tea, which, by the way, y'all need to keep praying for me uh, that I, I can stay strong when I've, I've given up my sweet tea, trying to stick to water only. But, but that for, for myself, it's easy to go on vacation and just start eating all this stuff that I haven't been eating. And then I wonder why I start feeling kind of, uh, you know, bad and why, why everything's happening like it is. It, it, you know, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, well, you know, when I get back home, I'm going to start making the change. And then, you know, you just push it off and time and time and time again, you know, because, you know, we're sitting here going, but I'm on vacation. Why can't I eat this? Why can't I do that? It's the same thing that happens in in our own lives. Maybe you've experienced this with a financial goal, you know, thinking, oh, you know, I've got time, uh, you know, to become debt-free or I've got time uh, to to pay off my mortgage or to save for that house or, or, you know, whatever it is to help uh, get ready for, you know, whatever that big, big goal is that you're having here, you know, and you're sitting there going, I've got time, I'm young. Then I'm, you know, then the excuse is, well, well now we got kids. So it costs more to have the kids and the kids are growing. Now I don't make enough. And and it's easy to think, isn't it? That we always get this, but the same is true uh, when becoming, trying to become more like Jesus. The fact of the matter is, is we have to realize that for us, you know, whether you uh, are part of the Discover Church family or maybe you're somewhere else uh, that you are, you know, part of another house, uh, right, a body of Christ. But for us, we have to realize that, guess what, we ha- we need to join a group. Uh, you need to be in small groups. You need to be in community. You need to be in God's house on Sundays. You, you need to make sure that, that giving, that tithing, is, is kind of a fundamental part of your life. You need to make sure that you're, uh, what we call here Discover, soaping, you know, you that daily devotional, that uh, tending, spending time in scripture, you know, spending time in prayer and in worship, you know, and and, and if we don't, we watch out, you know, we're going to have a, a but it right in the middle of any of this. And it's also ultimately going to keep us from becoming more like Jesus. So I think one of the first things we find, right, is that, uh, is that we all have a but. And the second thing we find is this, is that we all have a let me first. You know, in verse 61 at the beginning there, another one said, Lord, I will follow you. In other words, Jesus, yeah, I want you, you know, to to be uh, my rabbi, my teacher. I want to follow you, I want to learn from you. But first, let me do this other thing. Let me go over here and take care of this first. And from season to season, we all have a let me first that really keeps us from becoming more like Jesus, I think. Don't we? I mean, don't you? You know, whether it's some dream or goal. Some number or relationship, something that is just going to keep us from really truly following God the way we know that we're we want to that's kind of that heart's desire what we're trying to be you know our, our let me first though the problem is with this is the let me first kind of ends up leading to a when i then I thinking right the th- thinking that says, well, when I get to this spot, then I can do this you know. Maybe you felt like you should have gone on a short-term missions trip to somewhere, right? But you realize that you're going to save, you know, it's going to cost a a little bit of money. And obviously, you're going to have to probably use a week of your vacation time to go do it. And and so then you say, "Well, well, when I get all this other stuff done at home, then I'll do this. And then the next thing you know, years and years go by. And then maybe you're not even physically capable anymore of actually making a trip like that. And the fact of the matter is when we get a when I, then I... It keep, it keeps us paralyzed and it keeps us stuck, and, and so no matter whether you're you know serving locally in a discover church or somewhere, or maybe you're you're doing some some specific ministry in your workplace or in your community to your neighbors, you know if we have a when I then I thinking, it's going to keep you paralyzed and stuck right where you are, and it, ultimately that's where the enemy wants you to be. He wants you to be stuck, you know, and because when we're not making progress. We're not not making progress. We're not keeping first things first. And I hate to say this, you know, because this is not a a super exciting, uplifting part to the message here. But it's this, is that the Bible basically calls anything that we place between us and God an idol. If there is anything else that's in that number one spot, it's an idol, and I know sometimes we think of idols now. You know, nowadays we're we're thinking, you know, maybe like you read the Old Testament or you're, you're picturing some movie, and there's like a a golden statue that people are bound down worshiping, right? And, and so, so we're like, Pastor Curtis, I don't have anything like that in my life. But the fact of the matter is, is there there's all kinds of idols that live in our lives today, you know, and, and things that you would almost never even recognize that could be them, are them in your lives, like. Uh, there's somebody that probably hears this, that guess what? Sleep, sleep can be an idol, you know? Now, we all know that we're supposed to sleep and we're supposed to rest, but within, you know, within reason, obviously. You know, for, for, for many of us, and I've been 100% guilty of this one, busyness, busyness can be an idol. Feeling like we always have to do something. In fact, I I've had to kind of really go before God to figure out why I always feel the need to have to do something, to not slow down and sit and just wait and be patient on God. You know, work, family, all these things can be idols. Your goals, in fact, if you're not careful, not making sure they're they're not godly goals, like that you're trying to 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 achieve. Your goals and dreams can become it. You know, uh, America. You know, d- 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 democracy. The the fact that you care so much about your uh, Republican Party or your Democratic Party or, or whatever it is, it's so easy for that stuff to become an idol. People, relationships, your your kids. Unfortunately, they they can be idols, you know, and of course, we all know money and stuff that can be as well. But the fact is, is we have to figure out what our let let me first is, you know, what is the, the thing that sometimes you want to come to God and say, God, I'd love to do that, but let me first do this. Maybe today as you're listening to this, you can answer these as I go through them, right? When I say I can't serve because what? What's that purpose? What's that reason? Why aren't you serving? I, I can't give because what? Is there, is there a real reason? I can't read my Bible because what? Because I have to watch too much TV at night. It takes up too much of my time. I can't join a group because certainly that one hour out of the week is just too much for me to sacrifice to give up, to become more like God. I can't live like Jesus. Why? What is the reason? What's the because? Because if we're going to reap the benefit of knowing what keeps us from becoming more like Jesus we have to honestly ask ourselves the question what do i want more than becoming more like him right now what do what do i want more than becoming more like him right now so look as i'm getting ready to wrap up here i just wanted to throw out to you these two thoughts these two ideas these two questions what's your latest but what's the what's the latest thing where you're like oh man i do that but you know, oh, man, that's, that would be so awesome if I could do that, but I'm not sure. And the second one is this, is what is your latest let me first? What's that thing where you're just like, man, you know, I, I do that, but let, let me first take care of this over here. Because this summer, I, I want to challenge you, if you remove the butts, if you remove the idols, then guess what? I think you're going to find yourself drawing closer to God and that you can look back in July and August September, And you can say, you know what? I'm in a better spot right now than I was in January, than I was in February, than I was in 2020 or 2019. To close out, here's what Luke chapter 9, a little bit earlier says in verses 23 and 24. This is Jesus said to them all, not just some of them. It wasn't just the closest disciples. It just wasn't one, the ones that were hanging out real close to him. He said to everybody, to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, then he's, guess what? He's going to have to deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake, guess what? Is actually going to save it. I know that when we read that It's not a very fun and exciting scripture because I don't know if you ever wake up in the morning, especially when you know you have a hard day or at the end of the day after you've had a hard day, you're like, boy, it was so exciting to be able to take up the cross today. Or, But man, I am super excited uh, to to bear this today. But ultimately, we have to realize that's the goal, to lay down our pride, to lay down our thoughts of self-sufficiency and embrace Jesus and his will. We need to grow with people that are around us kind of moving in the same way. and for us here at Discover Church, that's ultimately what our goal is is to become more like Jesus. So I, I want to encourage you. Get a chance, go to lunch with somebody. Ask somebody for a, their number that you know that you and them are moving in the same direction. You are, are trying to become more like Jesus, that you can help hold another uh, accountable and, and to encourage one another to speak life into one another. So I just want to challenge as we're getting ready to go off here. If if you're on here today and you're listening to this, if you need to repent, if you need to repent because you got some butts and some idols that are happening, some let me first, then look, realize that, recognize that it. it's so great, important for us to do. So would you pray with me today, Heavenly Father, Lord? I just pray over each and every person uh, that's listening to this that Lord, if we have some butts in our life, we have some idols, some let me first kind of attitudes some then I, some, some, you know, when when I, then I, uh, mindsets and attitudes that father, we can recognize that, that we can lay that down and that we can be your people, your sons and your daughters that are on purpose, speaking on purpose, moving on purpose. And that father God today that you're going to help us to become more like you today than we were yesterday and the day before that father God, that we can realize that just Uh, reading scripture is not what it's about, but it's about drawing closer to you, worshiping you, spending time with you, being in community and group with people that are doing the same thing to seek after you. And Father, I I know that you're going to help bring fresh fire in someone's life today through the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, guys, look, thanks so much for taking the opportunity to check out Discover Church's podcast. Don't forget, if you got the opportunity, subscribe, rate, review, and you can share with friends and help us build our audience. Thanks so much again, and we hope to see you back next week at Discover Church.